You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to the Establish the Past podcast presented by Clutch Points. Uh, I'm your host, Blake Lovell. With me, as always, my co-host and a very happy man, uh, Dylan Reagan. Uh, and yeah, the Rams are headed to the Super Bowl. The Bengals are headed to the Super Bowl, just like we predicted, right, Dylan? <laughs> Not exactly. Uh, no, obviously one team had high expectations this year. Maybe we were higher than some people on the Bengals. We thought maybe they could flirt with the playoff spot, but uh, Super Bowl appearance uh, uh, much different, obviously. <laughs> Listen, we jumped on the Bengals bandwagon way before anyone else. Mm-hmm. And by way before, I mean probably a little prematurely. Um couple years ago after what was it was that was that two years ago yeah uh it was the game where they they were right on the bandwagon because it was the game that they played well against the seahawks opening Mm -hmm. game of the season right and then they um that was like with andy dalton still believe that was um um, i don't even know if he was playing it it, might have been brandon allen or someone someone. i don't know if he was maybe it was brandon allen yeah um but anyways, that's a that's a complicated way to say that we we were all in the Bengals way before uh, the Bengals kind of turned things around. But you know, I think we could kind of see though that this was you know something that was going to be kind of a different team under Zach Taylor. And you know, here's what they are: they're they're now sitting in the Super Bowl. They beat the Chiefs twenty seven twenty four. Another overtime game for the Chiefs. Uh, Josh Allen wins the weekend with his tweet uh, in the coin toss uh, of just pain. That was the one of the best tweets uh, I've seen in a long time, which uh, everyone you know expected. Once the Chiefs win the um, the coin toss, you're just thinking, "All right, well, this is over again. We're gonna be. This is all we're gonna talk about is how Chiefs get uh, take advantage of the overtime rules. Um, you know, back to back weeks here, and uh, yeah. So I just I think it's very interesting kind of how it played out i mean just um what a win for the Bengals, and i mean again you know we 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 could not have seen them getting to this point certainly but i think when you look at it now it's like man we said coming in the playoffs like that team had just beaten the chiefs um we had seen kind of the connection with joe burrow and jamar chase and you know they, they get a nice matchup against the raiders i picked them to beat the titans i just thought it, it worked out well for them and then to go on the road now and, and beat the Chiefs. Anyone says the Bengals doesn't deserve to be here. I don't know what you've been watching. Yeah, real quickly, I did look it up. It was Andy Dalton. And the funny, the great mm. part about us jumping on onto the Bengals bandwagon in 2019 before they tanked and uh, in order to actually get Joe Burrow, um, they ended up losing that game. They didn't even win that game. Right. They lost yeah, by They didn't even point. win. We, we were just all in, though. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that they competed with Seattle over 400 yards for Andy Dalton, like, wow, Zach Taylor just was hired after making yep. a Super Bowl appearance uh, with the Rams in 2018. And, yeah, um, things have changed quickly for that franchise. It just shows you for any, any 
any team that um, in this league that hopes that they can, you know, within a short amount of time, get back into the playoff picture, whether it be even, you know, getting to the Super Bowl like the Bengals did. But it just shows if you get the right guy under center, a lot of other uh, problems seem to be a little less important. And the thing about Cincinnati, like, they still have some uh, definitely definitely not exactly the, the most complete team. They definitely have some areas where they can improve on. And you look at the way that they have hit in the draft the last couple of years um, and what they can be become over the next few years. But they got, again, the most important thing uh, under control with Joe Burrow. There's obviously a, a lot of the conversation the last couple uh, – or it's not even a full day basically at this point since that game ended – um, is about how much was this the Bengals, you know, fighting back? How much was it about their defense becoming uh, so staunch, uh, such a stout unit in the second half and some of the adjustments they made as a coaching staff? And how much is it the Chiefs failing to adjust to those adjustments and some missed opportunities they had? It's a, it's definitely a mix. It's not like the Bengals have been perfect to get here. Obviously, they slipped by the, the Titans with some some kind of crazy plays and some offensive line play that uh, obviously is going to become a big narrative leading up to the Super Bowl. But nonetheless, like if you're a Bengals fan, you're just ecstatic about this season, this team you're living in this moment. But if, you know, from a uh, more kind of macro point of view, you got, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun for this team in a long time because you have Joe Burrow, because you have this guy that is unflappable under pressure who doesn't let, uh, you know, guys, 300 pound dudes pulling on his leg, stop him from, uh, running when he needs to he's not afraid to put his shoulder down he's not afraid to make the big play when he needs to and he's just so cool calm and collected at all times it just makes everything else work out and uh just but overall uh, this game i mean there's so many different things we can talk about the, the, the stuff at the end of the first half where the chiefs blew a chance to to score uh any points let alone uh just uh, maybe a touchdown depending on the some of the play calling they had just just some weird things that happened. The Chiefs seemed like they felt like they had the game in control and kind of let their foot off the gas pedal. And But credit to the, the Bengals, some great plays by that defense, some uh, great play calls, a lot of dropping eight dudes deep and having uh, multiple kind of safety robbers flood the middle of the field where the Chiefs love to attack. And, you know, Kansas City for a large portion of the season – was able to adjust to the, those kind of things, but it was a little different. It was more of a one deep kind of look with more of a flooding of just total guys in the middle of the field. And uh, to the Bengals coaching staff's credit, it's not just about coaching, you know, having the best players. It's about putting them in a position to succeed. And I think Cincinnati at the end of the day, it's not something you maybe expected going into this game. Cincinnati's coaching staff out coaching the chiefs, but I think uh, that's one of my biggest takeaways from this game. Yeah, it was, um, I mean, look, it was a game that, like you said, it started, completely in the Chiefs favor and you know we're, we're kind of not used to that with the Chiefs where this is such a team offensively I think when you see them get a big lead it's like all right good luck like because mm-hmm. you're you're trying to figure out you know how how can we sort of counter that knowing that your chances of being able just to completely shut them down are very slim but that's essentially what the Bengals did and you know you've talked about the Bengals defense we, we've said that a lot um, this is kind of one of those groups that certainly Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, they're going to get all the attention, and, and T. Higgins, great finish of the season, but you know their defense at times has stepped up and made some pretty big plays. And I mean, we always say, I mean, with this particular Chiefs team, to hold them to three points in you know two quarters and I guess a portion of an overtime, yeah. um, that's just that's not something that many teams are able to do. And, and again, not not just do it, but like do it on the road at, at Arrowhead in the one game away from the Super Bowl. Like that's just. What else can you say about sort of what the, the Bengals defense did here? So Yeah, a unit of, of really good players, maybe not 
you know the superstars that you you see in some of the other defense even the Chiefs with Chris Jones and obviously what the Niners and Rams showed us in the second game but uh just a lot of studs um and Trey Hendrickson making some huge plays down the stretch Hubbard was fantastic the whole secondary was great Eli Apple uh, had a, some obviously the big play on the at the end of the half but then also him and Jesse Bates just both so solid a lot of free agent pickups uh, for a team that as I mentioned they've drafted well but a lot of that defense is guys they've spent on in free agency and it's paid off um there's something to these veteran players and uh Hendrickson was solid and with the Saints but I don't think even I was pretty maybe bullish on him I thought he was even pretty good uh, maybe more so than some of the things I was reading about him being maybe a little bit overpaid but you see the difference he can be he's not he's not Nick Bosa but he's he's a really important player and those guys are just such a crucial part of what they did because they were only bringing like three four guys and that's uh, a lot of times even just three guys in the second half and still yeah there's a lot of times where uh Patrick had plenty of time to throw but they still ultimately generated pressure and to be able to do that down in and down out and not get super exhausted that was also impressive to me yeah that second half I mean the the first uh five drive uh, until they got that field goal to tie the game right at the end Five drives for the for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. They ran a total of 23 plays on those drives. Four punts, uh, two three and outs, a pick on the second play on the crazy play along yep. the defensive line, which uh, a lot of people have pointed out. Even if that ball doesn't get tipped and picked there, I believe it was Hendrickson uh, that dropped. They kind of had a uh, uh, the, some of the both of the ends kind of dropped into the short flats of the field it looked like he might have had a play to pick it regardless too so they i mean just again that's a situation where these players are solid but the coaches put them in they were really anticipating what kansas city was going to do and now they beat them twice in just over a month it's crazy to think of what the bengals have done um you know i believe i heard on the rich eisen show today that it was the smallest uh, combined margin of victory for a team making the super bowl in the three games they beat the raiders by yeah. seven then you get a couple field goal wins here but hey they're still here um joe burrow's not gonna flinch no matter who's no matter who's on the opposing defensive line and yeah i mean uh, uh, yeah a bigger thing too uh, maybe flipping a little bit more to kansas city is like man it just feels like a missed opportunity for them um you yeah. get your fourth and still not to take away anything away the chiefs are still going to be here for uh you know long term and still going to be uh, a dominant force in the afc for years to come i don't think that's going away in any means but i think the teams even though they lost the bills and these bengals and there's these teams that believe and don't they're not gonna just i, I don't think the chiefs are necessarily having the same mystique as the new england patriots built up for years and years um or it just felt like mentally teams were beat going into some of those playoff games over the years with with brady and belichick uh i don't think that's necessarily the case in this uh, conference with the way the bills almost beat them how the how the bengals uh battled and they feel like hey like they have a absolute dragon as a quarterback but we do as well like they're all these good as we talked about kind of last week all the, the top young quarterbacks all in the afc it's just going to be really really tough and yes I, I still think patrick mahomes is at the top uh, with what he can do it's just a, a really tough game for him and one that he looking back it, it has it's not so much like last year in the super bowl where it was like oh man that defensive line of the bucks just dominated the chiefs there's nothing mahomes could have done like there were plays to be had even with some of the uh, tough spots uh some of the play calls put him in and a lot of people pointed out how open kelsey and pringle both were uh, on a kind of a high low concept on the last uh, play where he gets sacked before they make the tying field goal um that's one play but there's just a number of things that uh, you know for he made some stunning plays in the first half and i still think the chiefs are going to be there but this is one where you had them in that spot they're gonna it's just gonna be a, such a tough spot for them to think about 
what they could have had to make three straight Super Bowls. They'll probably be back at some point pretty soon. But uh, as we always talk about, you can't take these opportunities for granted. And there's just so many good teams in the AFC uh, building up and so many great young quarterbacks. It's just going to be a ton of fun for us as a conference. But maybe for the Chiefs, you you got to take, just like we talked about the Bills last week, you got to capitalize on every opportunity you get. And it just felt like, while while a lot of credit deserves to go to the Bengals, while that should be the main kind of talking point, um, it's still a mix. It's still some blame goes on Kansas City for how this went and, and partially on, on Mahomes with some of the plays down the stretch of that game. Yep. I think once things started to swing momentum-wise to the Bengals, I, I started to think, man, the Chiefs are just not making plays and um, some bad, you know, just bad plays that you don't normally see from, from that offense. You kind of saw down the stretch and – that allowed the Bengals to march right on to the Super Bowl. And uh, for the second straight season, Dylan, we will have a team play the Super Bowl in a true road game. Um, as just wild to think about, isn't it? Like we talked about all everything, talking about how Tampa Bay last year, how wild it was for the Chiefs to go on the road, play in Tampa. But now the Bengals will be going on the road and they will play the Rams, which, as we said earlier, um, Dylan has just gone with the flow here. He has picked against the Rams as much as possible, and it has led him to the Super Bowl. Um, we, we both picked against the Rams here. And by the way, if, as we said, we both picked the Chiefs and the Niners uh, as our Super Bowl matchup. And instead, it is going to be the Bengals and the Rams. Uh, the Rams, I thought for a while there, Dylan, um, game started. I'm thinking, uh-oh, like this is this is one of those games we talked about. We said, hey. Sometimes a team just has your number, yep. and you know, for a little while there, I'm thinking, man, the, the Niners might just they may just have the Rams number here. Uh, but then, you know, that fourth quarter comes around, and you just have to make plays, and they made the plays, and you know, is sort of the the guys you would expect to step up, Cooper Cup, um, Aaron Donald <laughs> yeah. on defense, like it's just you expect your stars to step up in those kind of moments, and and you just had you know those guys in particular do that. That allows the Rams 2017 win, and again, they will be hosting the Super Bowl. Yeah, pretty crazy game in terms of, yeah, by the kind of the end of the third quarter, it looked like it was following the same script of some of these past matchups between these two teams. But at the same time, it, it was a different game than uh, the, the last six games. Like the, the Niners were not running the ball efficiently whatsoever, and that really changed things for how you, you could tell with how Shanahan called those last few drives, which were very – you know, pretty disastrous for the Niners. I forgot. I saw the stat on the exact passer rating for uh, just in the whole game for Garoppolo when he was pressured, and it was somewhere somewhere around twenty, something like that. And it, it's just the Rams, even though they were down, the, the game had it. It didn't feel like they should be down. It felt like for me, it was a lot of missed opportunities. I was a little more disappointed than uh, the same way uh, I was where I was a little more upset during the Week 18 matchup uh, with how the game had gone. It just felt like between the you know the the Skronik drop that in the end zone was one thing. And maybe if Van Jefferson at the time hadn't been dealing with a, 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 he was a little bit dinged up, he came back in the game, but he probably would have been in that spot. Probably a different result there. Um, still a wide open touchdown miss. You see the interception at the end of the um, first uh, or the second drive of the game for the Rams in the end zone. You have the drop by Cooper Cup that never happens, followed up by a missed field goal from Matt Gay, who's struggling a bit. So there's things that the Rams were converting third downs. They were controlling the clock, they're confer- controlling the amount of plays run. Uh, a little more uh, akin to the Week 18 game than some of these previous matchups, but they just weren't converting, and so it just felt like they missed too many opportunities. And then the Niners uh, got them back. You know, you see the, the decision making from both coaches, game management wise, whether it be challenging plays, um, Shanahan deciding to punt people. Rams fans very very pleased with Shanahan's decision there after McVeigh uh, challenged and everything, how that all went down and. 
Uh, some questionable uh, moves by both guys, but by the end of it, yeah, uh, the Rams end up just making more of the plays and kind of sticking to what they did to be in that position earlier in the game where they missed those opportunities, but they were playing well, converting third downs, controlling the game really, not letting the Niners run on them. So when they did start scoring, it felt like the Niners, if they had the pass, it was going to be tough. And sure enough, it was still could have gone the other way if the Niners go for it there. Uh, if the Ram, you know, it was the same spot of the field is funny, like where the Rams had gone, they had second and one, end up going to fourth down and not getting it. Same thing. Niners had second and one, almost the same spot. They run twice and lose a yard. I mean, that just that's the difference between how these previous games have gone and this one. Obviously, Stafford also had some excellent throws, some great reads, some plays where you know could tell that over the middle they're really giving a lot of attention to Cup. Odell, as a result, a beneficiary of that, had a fantastic game. The two touchdowns, a Cup, uh, perfect throws and great plays, but. Yeah, just just enough to get it done, and you know they didn't get any sacks, but that obviously that last pressure to get the, the interception and some other plays that they they generated pressure could have had picks that Jalen Ramsey drop. You go back to the tart drop on the on the on that throw by Stafford that just had every Rams fan I'm sure just closing their eyes, <laughs> imagining it already picked yeah. and then it hits the <laughs> ground. I mean, can't can't uh, deny that the Niners blew some opportunities for sure, but it just did not as a game overall feel to me like the same physical dominance that the Niners have had against the Rams previously it felt a little more even there so it gave them a chance and now you get that monkey off your back and uh, into the Super Bowl at home like you mentioned I, I did read Ian Rappaport say the Rams will get to stay in their home locker room despite being the away yes, team huge um, because obviously there's two home locker rooms at SoFi the Chargers have their own so it works out fine there but uh, the jersey uh, thing is a little bit of, of a concern for me personally they've been wearing the blue and yellow uh, blue jerseys yellow pants all three playoff games they are the road team so the Bengals can wear their uh the colors if they want the rams i don't at least at the moment i was reading they aren't allowed to wear their alternate white jersey meaning they'd have to wear the bone one that would be really disappointing if anything i'd hope they'd be able to change that uh, by a little bit it's not like this is some drastic uh alternate jersey the rams have with those white modern throwbacks but um other than that yeah it's crazy to think like we're talked about after all these years of no team playing at home in the super bowl despite the rams playing in the Rose Bowl and a Super Bowl when they lost to the Steelers Super Bowl 14 and the Niners uh, winning Super Bowl 19 I believe over the Dolphins at Stanford Stadium not too far there from San Francisco but so you've had some close calls uh, but now to actually play in your stadium it is pretty insane and to have it have having the back in the back and for the Rams it's crazy to think that if they had beaten uh, the Niners um uh, in week 18 maybe they aren't in the super bowl uh the yeah. niners don't make the playoffs but it just opens up a lot of opportunities for the packers and even the cowboys and different teams that maybe the rams don't knock off it's no way to know and it's just yeah, this whole postseason the end of the season the way some of these games went it's just all been pretty insane and hopefully we get another really fun one in the super bowl coming up yeah, I mean, like we said, I think you couldn't go wrong with any of the matchups in the Super Bowl, but like there is there is obvious intrigue with this one just based on, I think, what the two offenses are capable of. But also, as we said, it's almost like, you know, sometimes people forget about the defenses, and it's like these two defenses, um, what they're capable of as well. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's a pretty intriguing matchup. Certainly you've got the, you know, the Zach Taylor tie-in as, as the former, yeah. you know, QB coach there and, and all that. Like there's just um, – th- there's a lot of elements that make this interesting. Now, sure, if you're from an NFL standpoint – you know obviously they're not going to say it but i think any any nfl person wants to see patrick mahomes in the super bowl um because he's just you know you you want your stars there and yeah i think this is kind of such a a fun matchup because to me and and obviously we'll talk more about it um as we get closer to the game here in a couple weeks but you know to me it's like this is sort of that i don't want to say it's like a changing of the guard because it's not but 
when what we're going to talk about here in a second with you know the retirement of, of Tom Brady and we've said before Ben Big Ben's retired Aaron Rodgers you don't know what he's going to do in mm-hmm. terms of where he's going to play next season there, there's a lot of changes you know around the NFL when it comes to sort of your you know your top tier quarterbacks and all of that and now it's like all right here are two guys Matthew Stafford who's kind of been waiting to get here for the longest time and we all knew that you know playing in Detroit he just was not going to have a chance to do that and now you've got this you know up and coming star and and Joe Burrow and he's already here now this this young into the league um so i think yeah i think it's very interesting yeah there's a i'm def, i'm sure there was a point where lions fans in their dreams and maybe on madden uh had the same yeah. kind of thing that happened with burrow play out for the lions franchise with stafford he supposed to be that guy and they put up some great offensive numbers they couldn't really replicate on the defensive side and um obviously even the bengals like again i still think they have some work to do if they can win a super bowl here they get that in their back pocket that makes things a lot easier moving forward but even just getting there uh, pretty insane and like you're saying the changing of the guard uh, yeah it's it's already started to happen with you know Brady, uh, Brady moving conferences and how this NFC has kind of become or sorry the AFC has become the conference of the star young quarterback but it really took it to another level with the the Bills Chiefs game a couple of weeks ago now this with the the Bengals getting over the Chiefs up it just feels like those three teams with the QBs they have uh, it's funny the team that's in the Super Bowl you could argue didn't look the best of the three necessarily this year but they still have one of those guys and he might be just as calm as uh, as the other two in these situations and able to produce even if he doesn't have the striking you know ability to throw like 70 yard lasers like we saw josh allen throw against the chiefs uh, you know joe still has a big arm he's his arm strength has really improved this season he talked a lot about it before the year how he worked on that and uh the thing that just separates him uh, he just he sees the game so quickly for his age um he, that's going to be a big key in this game being able to identify quickly uh the, the, those matchups that he wants because he's probably not going to have a lot of time again to throw he's pressured something like 50 something times in the three playoff games combined so far it's a ridiculous number i don't know if they can rely on him escaping the grasp of the rams the same way he did with some of the chiefs in this last game it, it you know there's going to be uh, you got two weeks to really try to figure out how you're going to chip how you're going to hold in more guys what exactly do you want to do as a as a team because definitely on both sides the the early thing is the offensive or the, the sorry the line of scrimmage for both sides it's the rams advantage even though it could go either way if the Bengals, they need to probably have some of the, the guys produce along their defensive line like they did against Kansas City. And obviously we'll get into that more. But uh, that you know the line of scrimmage is going to be such a big narrative for both sides and uh, for both teams' preparation and how they plan to utilize that um, going into this one. Uh, very different than – or not so different than maybe some of the things you thought about with the Chiefs offensive line going into the, the game last year i don't anticipate us having a blowout like that by any means I, I i believe this defense for kansas or for the cincinnati bengals is gonna keep them in the game um matchup well, i'll have to dig deeper into it i, I do know that both teams uh, are pretty heavy on zone especially the rams which is uh, definitely a, a solid idea for defending joe burrow but um yeah it's just gonna be it's gonna be a really it should be fun um as you, i still think even though if the league wanted patrick mahomes I don't know. I think Joe Burrow's. We. I mean, it's not like the Chiefs. No offense to the the Chiefs organization by any means, but it wasn't like before Mahomes is there. This was like a marquee, like Niners, Cowboys, Steelers type of team. It was really it has a huge fan base, a very passionate fan base. But Mahomes is what really and Andy Reid have elevated this team and with the culture he Andy built before Patrick was there into what the Chiefs have become. And there's no reason to think the Bengals or any team that has a really star stud young quarterback can't 
garner that same kind of attention and just getting to this point already shows what the Bengals can do and yeah it's uh it's just crazy definitely I don't know changing the guard obviously well we'll see how long maybe Brady as we as we saw on Saturday who knows exactly what's going on there um but maybe he's not quite ready to ready to let that happen maybe he's watching these guys and he's like I can still do this I don't know I know he's super competitive and he said there's a lot of different things going into it but yeah it's uh no matter no matter if he's here or not it's uh, yeah definitely the league is in a place as we've talked about this before with the quarterbacks it's in such a good spot there's just so many good fun offenses and and offensive minds and QBs uh to to work with where it's like it's just uh the league shouldn't should be can't uh you know they shouldn't be more thrilled with where they are with all these guys and all the attention all the ratings have gone up and all the different things it's just only going to keep building and hopefully you know we'll see over the future other young quarterbacks coming in but there already are a nice group ready in place already to kind of carry the league for a long time Yep, we'll talk more about the matchup uh, here uh, again as we get closer to the game. And uh, but before we wrap up, Tom Brady. I mean, I- I'm with you. Like, I think now we're to the point where it's like, all right, Tom Brady. This is all like a big, a big ruse, and this guy's going to come back and win the Super Bowl next year at 45, and then just like walk off with just the ultimate, um, you know, send off. But is he retiring? Is he not retiring? We don't know for sure at this point as we're recording. Again, these things change quickly. So uh, recording Monday afternoon and, um, you know, we obviously know nothing yet uh, official on what his Mm -hmm. choice is going to be. But, um, you know, we've said this before. I mean, obviously everyone knew coming into the season this was a possibility. And, um, you know, when you're you're 44 at this point and, and, you know, we just don't really know kind of what's next for him. And we Mm kind of talked a little bit about the Bucs' future after that loss to the Rams. But, Certainly opens up a lot more questions if he does retire. Um, they've still got a pretty good nucleus in place. But, um, yeah, I guess it's just a matter of waiting and seeing what is actually going to happen here and when does he make it official. Um, I guess that's the that's the most interesting aspect at this point. Yeah, I think that's definitely – Ian Rappaport kind of talked about it a little bit after the whole uh, – everything kind of happened on Saturday where he felt like it just – it broke – too early and he wasn't exactly pleased necessarily with how it went he made it clear that all the people that have including brady's dad his agent everyone no one's like denied it necessarily in terms of um saying he's not retiring there's no straight up like he's going to be back uh assertions it's just that it's either it's either one of two things he has retired or he has decided to retire and uh he just the timing wasn't right or and he wants to do it in his own way that a lot of people pointed out the last episode of his um man in the arena documentary on espn hasn't come out despite the the expected date being much earlier um maybe there's something there to that um but yeah he's gonna be on jim with his his pocket his weekly podcast with jim gray tonight so by the time anyone listens to this that will already have happened so i'm sure that there'll be some things discussed there um what i've most likely he'll just kind of d- deny everything and say like he hasn't decided still and then they'll just move on it is his own podcasting kind of control what they talk about um so uh, i don't know how many answers we're going to get there i think we're it's just going to be more of a matter of waiting and seeing i definitely feel even uh, not just regarding that report but as we kind of talked about as the week went on last week it felt when they first lost to the Rams, I really did not think there was a chance. I thought he would for sure run it back. He just, you know, was one of the top passers, you know, top the league in, in passing yards and some of the different things he did at this age. Uh, I know some guys don't want, you know, some guys would rather go out when they're still capable of this. Others will 
play their play themselves into the ground until they really can't compete and he's said before that he would be uh, on that kind of into kind of that group that he that he wouldn't walk away until he felt like he couldn't uh play at a high level we know he can but there's obviously different circumstances with his family and uh that seemed to be the when the initial reports were coming out from adam schefter and jeff darlington a lot of it had to do with his family and what he feels like he's accomplished and just uh, just where he is and uh from the uh, taking a step back and looking at it um saw guys even before the disputes started coming out you saw like guys like aj brown be like he tweeted about this whole thing and said you know he's too competitive that when when it when it's a few months from now and he starts thinking about camps and all the all the starts all the early mechanisms of a football season he might get that itch and uh, that still could happen even though tom has said once he retires he's going to be retired a lot of guys have said that some have kept their word others have not um not that it's really like you, you can't it's not it's not like breaking a promise or anything um uh, if you come back it's just a change of your of where you're at but yeah it's uh it's going to be interesting it's fun for us at clutch points because we uh, a lot of attention a lot of coverage that we can do about it a lot of people care obviously about these things and all the twists and turns so far have been fun for us uh there but in terms of yeah. timing i mean i just it could happen anytime it's really hard to to know um like you mentioned i with the bucks like he could decide to come back they you know salary wise i know they they ran it back last year it's going to be tougher to keep everyone this year compared to last season we saw with guys like chris godwin out um obviously antonio brown and everything that happened there you see how tougher it got and you know injuries happen it's just so many things you can't they do need to go right to win a super bowl and tom's been a huge uh you know the main factor in all of his rings but he's had some good defenses he's had some great teammates and he'll be the first one to talk about those things and yeah they still would be i think a top contender in the nfc you you look at the conference i think we kind of talked about this before like outs if he's if he retires and and if rogers somehow gets moved to the afc i mean nfc is wide open um so i mean he could still look at it and be like if maybe if he was in the afc and felt like he was really locked in there it's gonna be tougher to top burrow and allen and mahomes but in the nfc that could be a factor i'm I'm, you know be curious to see what he would have to say about that but it feels like at this point um maybe it happens tonight maybe you know by the time you listen to this you already have known uh, what's going to go down and all this will be moved but um i don't know i just feel like it's going to be a little bit longer before he really decides or or uh, or decides it's time to talk about it because maybe that's the bigger factor at this point Yep, we'll see what happens. No matter what, when he retires, uh, he will retire as the greatest of all time. And uh, I surely there's not a debate on that anymore um, in terms of what this guy's accomplished. And we will see when that is. Like you said, maybe it's already happened and you're listening to this and thinking, man, uh, there we go. So uh, we will see. But as you said, Dylan, you have it all covered over clutch points. And, of course, all sorts of coverage from the fallout of these games. And as we march towards the Super Bowl, which uh, I, I always think about it, I'm like, I think there was a point where I was like, man, let's just get straight to the game. But now it's like, I like having this little, you know, this little buffer in between the, you know, getting between the championship games and the Super Bowl. So I, I think there was a point where I was just like, I was very impatient about it. It's like, all right, I just want, let's just go straight to the next game. Come on, let's play it now. But I think I kind of like having this week in between now. So, of course, lots of coverage over there uh, about all this. Yeah, I'd, I'd maybe like it to be one week instead of two, but at the same time, definitely want to see guys like Tyler Higby and CJ Uzama both went down in their championship games, but it sounds like both avoided major injuries. So things like that. The two weeks are good to get. We want these teams to be as healthy as possible. But, yeah, we'll, we have all the coverage from still our takeaways in all these games. We've been breaking down all the coaching decisions. We'll talk about that probably later this week. And uh, Josh McDaniels obviously going to the Raiders and some other 
uh, different rumors and reports and we'll see if Mike McDaniel the Dolphins have been connected there all that kind of stuff we've been covering at clutch points in the NFL section we have series on uh, early series for the best uh, players all every team in the league has to resign you can find every single team on that list uh, major fixes for all the top playoff teams that they, they need to incorporate to get back to competing and possibly to the Super Bowl 57 got that series rolling uh, early look at free agency for every team so tons of stuff in the NFL section at clutch points you can obviously follow all games Super Bowl still a couple weeks out you can follow the Super Bowl in the Clutch Points app, all NBA games, uh, MLB. Hopefully it sounds like there's been some more positive movement on uh, getting rid of this lockout and getting a collective bargaining agreement. So all MLB games, hopefully not too far off. Uh, usually at this time, I'm more, con- you know, when there's no CBA that has to be agreed on, I'm already st- starting to feel once after we get to the end of this um, Super Bowl week, you start feeling like, all right, baseball's coming up soon. But, yeah, we got all that covered on Clutch Points and uh, tons of stuff for the offseason for football. Obviously, uh, really going to be a big focus for us, free agency in the draft. Sometimes we go even crazier than we do with our coverage during the season, so it'll be a lot of fun stuff. Yep, check it all out there. And as always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Any podcast that you use, search for Savage Pass. And uh, thanks, as always, for listening to the podcast. And I'll connect that. You're off.